I've triple checked to make sure that my microphone is in the right direction, and uh, it is. So, so that, that, is, that is a good thing. Um, man, I I still cannot believe that. I am so sorry. It's I'm a train wreck. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, I mean, we're gonna make up for that with some awesome follow up. Woohoo! Okay. Follow up. So, um, first thing, um, last episode we talked about Penny Royal a little bit because. Um, was it last episode? Yeah, yep, it was last episode. It just it was a it was a while ago that we recorded, like two weeks ago. But um, we talked about Penny Royal and Poleo, Poleo. Um, yeah, so Poleo is definitely Penny Royal. Um, and there's sort of like there's different kinds of quote unquote Penny Royal. There are a couple of different herbs that are called Penny Royal, but kind of the North American, this side of the world, I guess South American too, just. America's Pennyroyal. Um, I only say North American because uh, it, it definitely has a place in like kind of folklore and stuff about you know North American Native Americans. But anyway, um, yeah. So that's the same herb. Definitely was uh, what we were drinking last time. Um, I did I did some research into it, and yeah, it's it's pretty much safe to drink as a tea, especially in the quantities that uh, they put into you know these blends. Um, the, the kind of the dangerous thing is uh, they have like a Pennyroyal essential oil, which they do stuff with. But um, that, if you eat it, you'll die, basically. <laughs> that is like the really toxic stuff. So um, I still have an aversion to drinking Pennyroyal just because, just because, <laughs> I don't know, just knowing that there's stuff in there that if I drink too much of it, I will die. Uh, just kind of weirds me out a little bit, but it, it it really is. It's pretty much safe to drink. I mean, we are still here. Yeah, we, we came back to. Yeah, I'm fine. I didn't have any uh, hospital visits this week. Yeah, the last two weeks. So yeah, and I mean, and I actually drink some some of that same pipore um at work a couple times because I actually I really do like it. It's pretty sweet and light and mellow and cool. Um, but yeah, it's fine. Uh, don't don't re- you shouldn't be afraid of drinking Pennyroyal in a sherba blend, just if you're weird and paranoid like me um but moving on uh we got an email um from a friend of the show dear listener steve skip um who found us basically out of the ether which is always awesome yeah Um, (laughs) super stoked and he had some questions first of all asking about how um what is the meaning of scene or libre de gluten, you know, gluten-free. Why? Why are they putting gluten-free um, on the Sherb blends? Um, he asked us, you know, if if there's any Yerba products that, you know, use or, you know, come in contact with grain, wheat um, it, during the production. Um, and I, going kind of in reverse order, uh, I don't... I really don't think that there are any blends that really come into contact because if you think about it, just the type of machinery that they use to process wheat, flour, that kind of stuff, and the machinery used to process sherba is very different. Yeah, it's very different. It's very specific for those separate, those different things. Right. So the, yeah, there's completely separate machinery altogether. I uh, That's what I... That's what I think. Right. Definitely. Um Yeah, so I really don't think 
I mean, it's possible that, like, they may come in contact because they're in the same factory, but I really doubt it. Um, I really doubt it just because of everything that I've seen. Places where they process sherba, where they make sherba, usually is its own facility. Um, that's just what I've seen. Just with yeah. the nature, especially, you know, blends that use fire to, to you know, dry. It just, it, it's, it's its own thing. They really kind of just do that off to the side on its own. So I think, yeah, if, so if you had celiac or something and you really needed to uh, be cautious, I really think you're fine pretty much with mm-hmm. any sherba product. Yeah. Um, so then, like I said, going in reverse order, the sin TACC without TACC, what that actually means is it does not have trigo, avena, centeno, or cebada, which um, are just grains, Different basically. Grains. Yeah. Yep. Um, the only one I don't know is centeno. I don't. I don't know what that is in English off the top of my head. I don't know. I'm looking it up right now. Okay, so, um, so trigo is wheat, obviously. Um, avena is oats, centeno is rye, and cebada is barley. Um, so it's just a fancy way of saying it ain't got no grains in here. Um, and then libre de gluten, obviously, is gluten-free. Um, the reason why you will see a lot of packages have that is a lot of countries down yonder, down south, um down there in South America, they have laws where basically all foodstuffs have to be labeled with allergy information. Um, So basically everything has to be labeled whether or not it contains gluten. Like I remember living in Brazil, um, you would buy bottles of water that said (laughs) gluten-free. Oh, Um, yeah. And you look at it and you're like, well, you know, uh, I I assumed my water was gluten-free, but thank you. (laughs) Uh, So, yeah, that's the reason. It's just they're sort of required by law to pretty much do print any allergy information so yeah you're gonna see gluten-free printed on a lot of boxes um makes sense just out of curiosity um maybe paraguay doesn't they might have not have, they might not have that law in paraguay because uh, unless it's behind the sticker uh but we're getting ahead of ourselves um but uh, i definitely i am pretty sure that um i know for a fact that they do that in brazil um, I'm assuming they do that in probably Argentina, Argentina as well. Argentina, at least. Um, but anyway, so hopefully that answers that question. Uh, moving on, he had, he had a lot of questions. Um, he also asked, how much sherba do we go through in any given week, month, or year? Um, I don't know how much I go through a year. Um, that's kind of... that's. That's really that's, hard to keep track of. It's just like with our constant rotation of buying right. packages of herb, it's just hard to keep track of all that. Um, I think the best metric out of those those three that you gave us is probably how much we go through a month. That's probably the easiest to tell, especially because we have both lived more safe, frugal lifestyles where we only had like one package and it was really easy to, to kind of keep track of. Yeah. Um, but now both of us have like, well, I feel like you're kind of going through a little bit of a frugal stage right now. You don't have that yeah. many packages. Um, <laughs> kind of running low. But I would say on any given month, I go through about a kilo and a half. Yeah, I'd say for me it's anywhere from like one to two kilos, just depending on what's on hand. Yeah, and nah, that's why I said kilo and a half, because yeah, yeah, average between one and two. Um, is it? Oh yeah. <laughs> um, the obvious, but the the main difference is now that's a kilo and a half, you know, spread out over like four or five different brands. 
Um, I keep anywhere mm-hmm. from like 10, usually around 10 brands on hand, but I don't drink all 10 of them very much. There's usually kind of four that are in the rotation. So one to two kilos between those four. So yeah, um, about about a kilo, kilo and a half, two kilos a month. That's about what we go through. Yeah. I would say we're definitely on probably the higher consumption scale. I think we go through Shadowbath definitely on the quicker range. Oh, yeah. Um, pretty in line with what the heavy drinkers down yonder are going to go through probably more we definitely i think we go through more sherba than uh the average not south american drinker <laughs> um yeah and then last question is smoky what is the smokiest brand we've ever tried and i think with a resounding um with a you know i think there's no real room for uh for for doubt or questioning, it's definitely Kraus. Or no, just kidding. It's Metamate. <laughs> <laughs> Kraus, I probably yeah. I probably uh, made you, dear listener, lift your head up and go. Hmm? I kind of winced. Yeah. Like, uh, uh, yeah. What? No, Kraus. <laughs> since uh, especially since Kraus is you know allegedly completely produced without any smoke, so that would have been bad. Um, but yeah, no. Um, yeah, Metamate. Metamate. Definitely. Dip, the 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 good thing slash the bad thing about Metamate is. Their products are very kind of, you know, regional and seasonal. So you buy the same quote unquote, you know, model of Erva and it may be a little different from one month to the next or from one year to the next. Yeah. So they, there have been smokier years and there have been less smoky years. Um, but yeah. that's kind of the fun of a, of a, you know, a handcraft artisanal product. Um, but yeah, definitely, <laughs> I think hands down, Metamate. Um, runners up. Uh, uh, I mean, Rosa's Rosa pretty Special. smoky. Um, uh, funny enough, everything marked barbacoa or barbacoa or whatever. I don't find those smoky. At no, all, not at all. I find so them weird. like just like normal. I feel I, f- I find them very like woody. I don't really I, mm, I, like. There's no smokiness, which to is it. weird. I guess the only one I can really think of is the La Merced. That's that's kind of the big one that has the the B word in the name. I mean, I don't think that was that smoky. I don't know. I, I didn't think so. At least, maybe after you've tried Metamate, it's kind of everything just kind of pales in comparison. But um, Rosa is definitely, has been definitely said to be very smoky. Um, a lot of people find Canarias very smoky. But I really think, yeah, hands down, smokiest goes to Eminem Metamate. Yep. Um, <laughs> For sure. All right. Um, so thank you so much, Steve. Um, he had some very kind words, and he is spreading the podcast love to all of his friends and family and cohorts. So that is awesome. And um, he also said that he was going to be leaving some reviews on the iTunes, and we checked, and we are officially iTunes ranked. We well, not ranked like well, rated. Let's say that. Yeah, we're officially iTunes <laughs> rated. We there we have a five star average rating on itunes which is great oh yeah um, we have some wonderful wonderful listeners that have written very kind um reviews um and we just can't thank you enough we don't take sponsorships you know we spend our own money on this stuff on all these um i have a room full of open packages that i've drank from one <laughs> from once you know uh, <laughs> because of this podcast Tarawi, I don't know what to do with that kilo of Tarawi that I bought for this show. Um, but yeah, so it, the, our only, you know, sort of return on investment is the nice feelings that we get from hearing from you, the fans. Um, and so we're, we're super grateful for everyone that has rated and has, you know, left reviews and has emailed us. And we, uh, we hope to keep going as yeah. far as, as long as we can. 
Yeah, we'll keep this going as, as, as long as we can. As long as uh, we don't run out of ideas. Yeah, so... so uh, but that doesn't mean you can stop. Definitely you, you, sir, who has not rated us on iTunes yet and left you. a review. We're talking please, about you. Please do that. Join the ranks of awesome people who have done it so far. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, thank you so much um, for everyone that wrote in, that left reviews. And we are going to move on to the main event. Um... So we, we sort of tipped our hand. We're going to be talking about a, a Paraguayan yerb. Um, and it's, uh, it, it is allegedly, this brand is the most popular brand. Um, although I've seen similar things said about the Kurupi brand. Like I've seen Kurupi hailed as like the best selling brand. But I've seen oh. this brand, which is Campesino hailed as like the most popular uh, there's no data but let suffice it to say campesino very popular brand in, in paraguay um and we are talking about the mint lemon variety it comes in a yellowish green box um the weird thing is i've always you know thought of limon in spanish as lime but this box has lemon on it um and everywhere where it has the word limon has translated it to lemon um hmm. so i don't know if that's just a translation error or if it really truly does have but then again i've heard the the whole lemon and lime thing are kind of that's kind of a whole thing because in many countries that speak spanish or portuguese what here in the english-speaking world we think of as lemons they just consider funny limes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So um, who knows what it actually is? Um, but we'll we'll kind of address that when we talk about the taste. Um, origin, like we said, Paraguay. Paraguay. Um, uh, the company is Campesino. They are based in um, Itapua. Uh, Cap Miranda, Itapua, Paraguay. I don't know if that's Capitan Miranda. Capitan, yeah, probably. Um, yeah, so Paraguay, um, Itapua, that's about? Isn't that kind of in the same neck of the woods where Selecta is based? Um, I think so. <laughs> I think I think looking for that is uh, is how I got into trouble about my Paraguayan geography, if I remember in the Selecta episode. Um, Paraguay, of course, being the lying down dinosaur. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, so the funny thing about this company, Campesino... Um, they, I think, win for the worst website ever. Like, because if you go to, um, if, so first of all, if you go to, if you just Google Campesino Sherro Mate, uh, American websites come up. Um, it may be different if you're in South America doing this or in Europe doing this, but if, if you are in North America and you Google Campesino Sherro Mate, you get, I think the first two links are for goyerromate.com. Next one, maybe like kamati.com. But yeah, you get you get retailers, basically. North American retailers. Um, mm -hmm. And then you eventually, you stumble upon the, their Facebook page, um, which the last time they posted was in 2011. But on the Facebook page, they have a URL to their supposed website, which is campesino.com.py. If you type that into your browser, it will basically say not found. Um, it'll give you basically a 404 error. Um... So that's what I found, and I'm like, well, I have to have some information. So I went on to our, uh, archive.org, the Wayback Machine, and then I went back to, you know, the most recent archived version of that website, which was from July of this year, actually, and I was greeted with a, like, 
GeoCities style paging construction uh, <laughs> placeholder. Um, I'll link it in the show notes because it's, it's it's really bad. I mean, it, oh, <laughs> gosh, yeah. like the really cheesy like 3D clip art of like the yeah the construction zone the, guy. Yeah, it's really bad. Oh my <laughs> gosh. So I was like, okay, um, well this isn't gonna do. So I I started scrolling back and I just I just just threw caution in the wind and I just went way back and I finally found information when they had like a actual semi-proper website and I think I had to go back to like 2009 or 2007. Wow. Um, And then I found some company information. Um, Campesino was founded over a decade ago by Don Carlos uh, Misragi. Um, Yeah, I don't know how to pronounce that. Um, Yeah, basically 1995 is kind of the date that they put as being like incorporated associated something like that uh, that's a bad translation um but yeah so basically the okay. itapua the alto parana region of paraguay um campesino means um like, like a field, field worker field worker yeah. yeah um and they talk on their website they talked about their you know oh magical wonderful slow drying process and our natural aging process blah 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 you know marketing spiel about how their sherb is real great Blah, blah, blah. They have, yeah, they have, it says, our industrial, our processing plant, I'm going to try to, I'm going to translate their bad translation. So they have a processing plant in the city of Capitan Miranda, Itapua, which is right on the border of Argentina, on the frontier with Argentina, as uh, their (laughs) bad English translation says. Um, And they talk about how they have great advanced technology, which has led them to have great innovation, yada, yada, yada. Pretty much what you hear on every website for mate um but yeah so they're pretty new considering they're so popular yeah um you know 20 years old basically they're a 20 year old company yeah yeah um had to do the math there for a second younger than me (laughs) yeah i mean younger than me too um which is not, not that common yeah for that's mate for a mate company yeah that's i feel like, i feel like the median really the v, the median age for a lot of these mate companies are like 50 years yeah, old 50 60 years there's some that are like thir- a lot of the ones in like brazil are like 30 40 some are 50 a lot a lot of the shimahong companies in brazil i feel like started in the 80s mm-hmm. um and then you've got some that are in argentina you know that started in like the 30s and 40s and it's, it's all across the board but nothing really you know super new you know, but this yeah. Campesino really seems to be kind of a newcomer, but they've really got a big hold of the market, at least in Paraguay. Um, they primarily do flavors, as we are, you know, talking about a flavor <laughs> today. Um, they do have a a clásica, an unflavored one, unlike is it? What's the brand? That Uruguayan. One where they don't have a normal. Oh, uh, uh, Cabral. Cabral, yeah. La Selva has a has a has a normal one. It's either La Selva or Cabral. Cabral. Yeah, one of those two. One of those two. They don't have an an, an unflavored. I think. It, yeah. Either way, Campesino does have an unflavored one. Yes, and it's and quite good. And maybe we'll talk about it on another episode. Perhaps. Um, but today. We're doing the menta y limon. Definitely one of the most popular flavors. Super, super popular with the young folk. Um, it even says it on their website that the the both the refrescante and the mint and lemon are both super popular with the young kids. That's what they say. Huh. With, with the cool, that's what the cool kids are drinking. Um, 
yeah, so that's the company, Campesino. Um, re- they're doing really good stuff. Just not the internet's not one of those things. Yeah, not <laughs> not great at that. But um, so moving on to the cut, we've got some sherb here. Um, one thing I've noticed, a um, lot of stick. I feel like that's pretty common in a Paraguayan. Yeah, pretty sticky. Uh, <laughs> a pretty it it, it, it all, all things considered, it's a it's a pretty stereotypical uh, Paraguayan, really kind of uneven, really just all across the board. Lots of big pieces, small pieces, really really small pieces, li- good bit of dust sticks, yep. not really cut in any sort of logical way. It's just it's all just kind of mashed together. It's just kind of mixed up, mashed together. Yeah, really pretty normal paraguayan cut yeah um, i definitely think that campesino does air a little bit more on the stick side um which yeah. kind of makes sense because actually, campesino is kind of a cheaper a less expensive sherba yeah um it's not it's definitely not seen as like a like a top shelf like mmm brand <laughs> <laughs> i don't know what that was i made a yummy sound um <laughs> that's a reference I, I, <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, but it's, it, it's a great, you know, kind of everyday common man, awesome sherb, but you know, and they do, I think, try to hit a price point that's, you know, accessible for everyone. And it is. Yeah. Very... Even, even here in the U S it's super, super inexpensive. Yeah. Really, really affordable. Um, so I guess we'll move on to the flavor where yeah. we are drinking it with some ice cold water. My obligatory, uh, thermos shake into the microphone we're drinking it out of an arana guampa made out of cow horn with some silver accents um i will say this since we are now kind of we since we're sort of bridging the gap from the cut to the flavor um campesino also i think to hit a price point they i'm not gonna make any other um I'm not, not going to say anything about their other ones, their other flavors. But this flavor, they do not use any actual mint or any actual limon, lemon, lime, whatever it is. Um, they use essential oils. So they yeah. use They use mint essential oil and they use lemon, lemon. essential oil. Um, which, you know, could be good, could be bad. Um, they also use an additive, which is antioxidant E300. Not sure what that is. is. Did not look into that. That was that did not really catch my eye until we had already started recording. So, um, it's something. Um, but yeah. So, you may like that they don't use, say, like mint leaves. Um, like for example, kurupi. They use real mint leaves. You know, in their in their sherbs and their blends. Um, but they campesino is just using essential oils. Um, some people, like I said, may not like the idea but i actually tend to find the essential oil the flavor comes out a little stronger yeah because i mean the flavor of the mint leaf is basically just the essential oils right yeah just... they just extract the oils and right so although yeah it's nicer you know that if a company puts in the real deal but yeah i would rather see them put in essential oils than artificial flavorings which yeah. is something that other companies do. I have definitely had <laughs> yeah. lime terere with lime artificial flavor, and that is not very tasty. <laughs> Gross. Yeah. But, so, um, having said that, the I, I do find the lime flavor in Campesino kind of goes away pretty quickly. Um, so, when I have drunk this, traditionally, um, I, I used to drink a lot of this at work during the summer when I worked with a Paraguayan lady. Um, I 
Uh, well, that's an, that's another story. Uh, <laughs> but um, I would actually squeeze lime into the water um, just to give it more liminess that the lime kind of carried through because she really liked the lime flavor. And I personally like to take my thetida straight up just with water, but since I was sharing, I thought I would cater to the masses since I don't, I'm not like opposed to the lemon, lime, whatever juice inside of the water. I just prefer plain water. And, but it, yeah, adding more lime to the water does help the lime flavor in that already is in the herb last longer. And after saying all that, I'm finally going to take my first drink. Whew. Thought he'd never stop talking. Jeez. Shut up. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. You definitely, you definitely get that mint right away, kind of on the nose, um, and you don't get the lime. I feel like until the after, you, it's kind of an aftertaste. Um, it, it, it's definitely, uh, it's definitely kind of got that bitter lemon lime ness. I, I don't know. I really think it tastes more like lime, no matter what they say. Well, I'll, I'll let you know what I think. I don't. I actually don't remember if I've ever had this. You have. I have. Okay. I think so. Actually, maybe not. There's one time I like tried all those different that it is. Right. I don't. Yeah, you you tried it that one day where we tried like six different that it is in one morning. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, um, you really liked it then, so we'll see what you think now. But um, I don't know. I definitely think it tastes more like lime than lemon. It definitely has more of the. I think limes are more bitter than lemons. And it definitely doesn't have that kind of fake acidity astringency that like lime artificial flavor has like i want to i want to say it's lemon just because that's what it says on the package but i can i I see what you're talking about with the like if i if i if i threw the box away and just had the bag that just said campesino sherba mate and i I just made some and i said guess what flavor that was would you say lemon or would you say lime? I'd probably say lime. I would say lime too. Just one, just because in South America, lime tends to be the more predominant flavor that they use just across the board. Um, it's yeah. more accessible typically. Um, and there are so many other Terere products that use lime. And um, just from a translation point, I can see how the word limon could be translated as lemon. And seeing uh, other stuff also was not translated correctly yeah. on the packaging. <laughs> and on their so. website. So translation may not be their 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 forefront skill right there. Um, but, uh, you know, that's sort of splitting hairs. But either way, um, what, what do you think? Regardless of what flavor, <laughs> regardless of what fruit the essential oil came from, what do you think? It's good. It's um, You have that, like, bitter, like... <clears throat> Acidic, limey, lemony, whateverness, um, and the mint isn't overpowering. It's more of like it adds an, a refreshing touch to the to the right. the palate, mm-hmm. but it's not really like oh, mint in your face. Yeah, I kind of I kind of err on the side of wanting a little more mint. Yeah, yeah, um, I just want to like get just some essential oil, mint essential oil, just dump it in there. Or I do have like a mint plant right here on the windowsill yeah, that we could chuck some leaves in there. Right, and I actually have done that. I've you know mashed up some some uh, mint leaves and squeezed a little bit more lime into the water. And then I feel like I really get the full brunt of it. But even here on its own, it stands well. Um, it does wash out a little bit quickly, um, like I said. But either way, it, it's still a nice, 
very, very, you know, very kind of smooth. Da -da -da. Um, this does not have any of the sort of, you know, dark, overpowering notes that, like, Selecta or anything like that has. Um, and it also doesn't have sort of the natural... I don't know, like, natural stringency that, say, like, a La Rubia has or, like, Pajarito. Mm -hmm. um, this, uh, the, the, the Sherba flavor, the Sherba flavor is just really, really... It's just kind of in the middle. It's not, you know. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's not. It, it doesn't go really one way or the other. It's not bad, and you can definitely taste the sherba. Um. But overall, I think it's pretty, you know, kind of safe, inoffensive. Yeah, yeah it's, you know, it's it, nice. It's, it's it's you know it's sort of marketed toward you know a younger audience, especially. Yeah, I can, I can definitely see why. It definitely has like a little bit of that kind of darker Paraguayan tone to it. Yeah, like just a, a little just a, bit. Just a touch of but it. But it's really not... I, I always reference Selecta as, you know, sort of the example of how Paraguayan herbs can really be sort of dark and pungent. Um, and it has a little bit of this. But the mint and the lime really kind of lighten it out and smooth it and really just kind of clean up the palate really nicely as you're drinking it. Yeah. Like I said, this is not, you know, this is not a a challenging or a very, you know, deep, complex sherba. It's a just, it's a good sherba. It's good. It's got yeah, good flavors. It's tasty. You know? It's tasty. Drinking on a hot summer day. Yeah. Refreshing. Wonderful. But you're not going to, you know, sit around and like wax poetic about this stuff, I don't think. Yeah. I mean, no. not, that's not a problem. There's no. nothing wrong with that. No, yeah. It's, it's nice. I mean, you know, like you said, summer, nice hot summer day. It's nice and refreshing and it's tasty. So yeah, I don't. Yeah, like I said, I definitely, I definitely wish that the uh, the the mint and the lime flavors were a little more long lasting. As I commented, I've been known to you know sort of give it a little help with some real mint and some real lime. Um, but other than that, you know, great great product, what readily available. It's definitely becoming my favorite um, lime slash lemon flavored sherba, having tried other brands attempts um all around you know really solid solid mate really solid terere. yeah I, I really like the Campesino brand in general and they they make great products and, yeah and this is definitely one of them and like i just kind of corrected myself i said it was a great mate but it's not i think it would make a horrible mate <laughs> i think oh, it makes yeah. a very oh. good terere. Yeah. Um, it's good terere. yeah yeah um very nice I don't know if there's anything really else to say about it. Um, if you have a chance to buy Campesino mint and lemon, um, try it out. It's definitely it, try it. I it it'll probably run you like five bucks for a box. Yeah, they usually sell it. Go your mate is probably the easiest place to find them. Yeah. find it on. But um, I mean, I've even seen it in like stores. Oh, okay, like, yeah. Like, um, so yeah, if, if wherever you find it, uh, but like Clark said, go yerba. Sells it, um, mati.com also sells it, I believe, pretty sure. Um, I'm sure other places sell it as well, but yeah, okay. um, like I said, can't go wrong, not gonna, you know, blow your mind, but it, it's definitely kind of a almost like a guilty pleasure of mine, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, it's good stuff, yeah, it's, it's simple, it's good, you know, it's marketed for the kids, hey. 
<laughs> or something. <laughs> I don't know what I'm trying to say. Uh, yeah. Oh, um, I think that this is where we should probably kill it then. Um, any last words on Compasino Mint and Lemon? No. All right. Well, thank you uh, once again uh, for all those who wrote in, left reviews. Thank you, Compasino, for making products that we bought with our own money. <laughs> yes. Uh, uh, that's it. <laughs> Goodbye.